0: A special bonus episode, thanks to you, thanks to our patrons. This is the finale of Watch Month, an event that I hope never occurs ever again. A great tragedy that left everyone on the East Coast greatly scarred. And, um, mentally scarred, I should say. And, uh, now with me, I have the person I would always, always want (laughs) if I'm going to be talking about comics of any kind. I have Bubastus 2 Seb. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: uh, and uh I am your host uh Actor Erased from History by Doctor Manhattan, Nick.
1: <laughs> Hi, how's it Now. That?
0: Yeah, this is um we're here to talk about Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock is of course a uh, 2017 to 2019 event comic uh where Watchmen characters Uh, crossover with the uh, mainline DC universe characters and I that was mostly that was all I knew about it when I put up the description on our patreon and uh, our lovely listeners voted for it um i said look i don't know that much about this i'm reasonably sure superman fights dr manhattan uh because that was like in promo art they had like them facing off against each other and something like that and, yeah. you know that's good you make it look like a boxing match you hype it up and like i didn't i went out of my way to not learn anything else about doomsday clock because mm-hmm. why would i want to know anything else about doomsday clock why would i want to like uh, the past couple of years i have visited comic stores rarer and rarer and uh, I've been, been visiting comic stores rarer and rarer Rare- because rarelier. I don't drive past it on my way to, uh, like, college classes anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't, all the, the books that I was, like, really enjoying, except for Immortal Hulk, have been canceled or finished. <laughs> so, either I, instead of finding new stuff, I, I just kind of was like, you know what? I'll I'll pick up trades every now and then, and I'd like to keep uh, an eye on what's going on in the world of comics and check out independent stuff from time to time. Like we've done a couple of comic episodes that are on like recently released things, but mostly I've kind of just kept out of it. And this, I didn't hear anything you know good about this, so I wasn't like I wasn't like drawn to it in any way. And it just strikes me as another one of those sacrilegious things that had to happen eventually because the all these characters are owned by the fucking phone company, so they're going to (laughs) squeeze every bit of blood from this zone. Yeah, Uh, and Seb, of course, is uh, is you know you were a willing participant. Um, Cam would have liked to be on here, but he had a very busy schedule because he just started a brand new job. Yeah, Um, and uh, the rest of us are just kind of digging into our old jobs. Uh, But you you um you don't really have a ton of experience with Cape Comics outside of the uh, the episodes where I made you read them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've read you know other things. I read Watchmen by myself. You know, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know that I'd super call it a Cape comic. It's definitely got Cape. It's a little different. It. It's different than your regular Cape comic. Yeah. Um, I read Killing Joke. When
0: we say Cape comics, we just mean things with super we just mean comics focused on superheroes. And uh, uh, Seb and I used to affectionately refer to it as Cape shit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, yeah. When we were talking about comics, most of the time we were talking about uh, more varied independent stories, even though I am a huge dork about Cape comics.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've read stuff and then of course I I grew up with DC Animated Universe and the Marvel animations, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like I have no experience with right. capes. Um, But yeah, I definitely have less experience than you. I definitely was inter- introduced to quite a few new characters in this um, in mm-hmm. this. Like, I did not yeah, realize just how many, like, I, I knew this was the case for a lot of superheroes, but a lot of superheroes that were made during the cold um, Cold War era, they're mm-hmm. nuclear accidents. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, when when he says um, crossover with all the DC mainline characters, it, it's like all the DC mainline characters. Yeah, it's, Black it's, Adams in this shit yeah, which is another thing just, that I think Cam would be very excited to see. Yeah, it's not uh, just when the. Cam, thing. When Cam was
0: listening to this, yes, Black Adam is in this. He plays a major part, and uh, I think that was something that you would like.
1: Yeah. Oops. Who's texting me? Stop texting me. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so we, we read this. And it certainly happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so Doomsday Clock is, of course, named after the real life implement and main focus and a big focus of the original Watchmen comic. Uh, the Doomsday Clock counting down to a certain number of minutes to midnight to kind of let you know that hey the world's on the brink of nuclear annihilation now naming your series this implies it's a big countdown to some kind of crazy giant event that is coming at the end which of course it's superman uh, Watchmen, Clock. yeah well the original watchman <laughs> delivers on very well it, oh it, yes it's uh it's building dread and uh kind of anticipation for and you don't know what's going to happen but you know it's not going to be good and the key people keep talking about nuclear war and it's very it's very ominous throughout the entire thing the tone is perfect in the original watchman and mm-hmm. uh that's something i wanted to mention in our original watchman episode that i never mentioned is that almost every important event in the story takes place in november of different years because it's all about that anticipation before the end mm-hmm. it's a it's 11 it's month 11 out of 12 it's the 11th like hour yeah, it's the eleventh hour exactly, Seb. It's they do that well. It's another thing that you can go through the whole thing and not even notice it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's just another way that it's like thematically complete. You yeah. do not need to go back to
1: and it. And the end, um, like back page of every issue of the original Watchmen mm-hmm. is like an image of a half clock on the bottom, and blood is slowly mm-hmm. running down the page with each issue. And by the time mm-hmm. you get to the very last issue, it's running over the clock, and then it like comes back to the um the giant squid thing in the middle of manhattan mm-hmm. and it's kind of sitting on top of it or was it sitting on top of the clock no it it shows um all the yeah. people hanging out the window dead with all the blood running down mm-hmm. a clock um in yeah. in the middle of the city which is very good um but in this one they do the same thing with the clock at the end of the issues but at the end it's superman o'clock it's just got it's got a superman logo at at where the 12 would be and it's very stupid
0: uh, like i mean of course we have feelings on Watchmen. we did uh, almost three hours of podcasting on it mm-hmm. um and so we are not going to come into this with a positive mindset beyond like the the signifiers the little things that's like oh you were appealing to me because i read the original so that will make me smile you know yeah. There were, uh, which you know we talked about also in our Watchmen 2019 episode, uh, where it's like when they would throw little signifiers, like having clocks everywhere or squid imagery, owl imagery, that kind of thing. Something that doesn't mean anything in the context of the show, but it's like, ah, you remember this stuff. Look at it. Yeah. It um, really just
1: makes me roll my eyes in this kind yes, of case. Yes, absolutely.
0: And they, they do so much of it in this. Mm. So um, one of the things I should mention about this is that this story, uh, this event is written by Jeff Johns and it is illustrated by Gary Frank. Now, uh, I have no qualms with Gary Frank. I think his art's incredible, and I think that in he does a lot of the heavy lifting in this story. Yeah, I don't know. Did um, did
1: he do everything, like the penciling, inking, and the? He
0: did the penciling. Um, uh, the colorist was Brad Anderson, mm-hmm. who I cannot find any kind of links for. Hmm. And of course, uh, the the ink the inking and editing is a lot of uh, a lot of work as well. Um, but the, I mean, yeah, the I've... art
1: team on this. Um... I don't know if they got them specifically because of the way their art looked, but they really kind of nailed the, the way it looks in the original, um, Watchmen, Hmm. um, as far as they can really, um, so and and they even copied they, they did, did
0: they copied the panel structure mm-hmm. structure, which it's not so that perfectly. hard to
1: figure it out. It's just like nine square mm-hmm. panels or rectangular panels per page, but it's well it's good also that they did about
0: that. how they frame things inside of the panels. it's like they oh, yeah. They're copying, they're, they're like, okay, people liked Watchmen for a lot of reasons, not just that the characters were in it, which, you know, they have that because they can, because this is a crossover thing, they're going to have Ozymandias show up, they're going to have Manhattan show up, they're going to have these characters that you like or symbols of what you like show up, so they're like, okay, we got that part down, but what's the other stuff people like about Watchmen? People like the structure, so we're going to do the panels the same, we're going to do the the like the camera work, I want to say, but it's not no, not a camera, but like the way you frame your panels is yeah, the same. Yeah, it's kind of like
1: say you have three panels next to each other and they kind of pan over a scene so if if you kind of stuck them all you know those canvases you put on the wall and they're all one picture Mm -hmm. but they're separate canvases it's like that but it looks good (laughs) instead Mm -hmm. um and it it kind of feels like a camera panning over the image but yeah they do a lot of that
0: Mm. yeah um I, I recognize the name Gary Frank, but I'm looking at that and I'm ha- having a hard time figuring out what he's famous for. Hmm. But um, I, I would like to say that something that I agree with that is listed on his, on his uh, fucking Wikipedia page is that Gary Frank's uh, writer, Jeff Johns, who has collaborated with Frank, has opined that Gary Frank's ver- rendition of Superman is the best of his generation hmm. and that the only other artist in the same league with Frank in that regard is Kurt Swan. Uh, Kurt Swan, of course, fifties uh, art, fifties artist. So he's talking about like, no, this, uh, this has not been nobody's drawn Superman like you do, not since the Silver Age. Which I mean, like, hey, great compliment. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what it is. He he was on Hulk for a while with Peter David. That's what I recognize him from. Yes. All right, never mind. I just looked that up. I, that's not really what we're talking about. But anyway, um, the thing, the place where this all falls apart. You know, we have only had compliments so far. Like the, it looks good, and it's. And it's uh, framed well, and the structure is good. But what actually happens in the damn thing? So,
1: that's the, the story, bad part. <laughs>
0: that's the bad part. So, what well, the story? You might be like, okay, so it's a crossover and a sequel to the original Watchmen, uh, which make both of those things make us groan. Um, but how they manage it is at the end of the original Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan says something along the lines of. Um, you you've given me a new respect for life. Perhaps I'll create some somewhere. The implication that he goes off to another galaxy and does something and like, you know, with his phenomenal cosmic power. And um, so in this story, uh, Ozymandias is like, it, for, for starters, it like pisses me off that they're even doing this in the first place. But you have to answer the question of whether or not Ozymandias' plan worked. If you're going to do a sequel to Watchmen, which is something I don't like in general. Yeah, um, it's, like we said and, in the episode yeah.
1: about um, the HBO series, the the original Watchmen is supposed to be an open question. It's not supposed to answer. It's supposed to make you think and, you know, come up with your mm. own answer or just kind of hold the question in your mind. So if you do a sequel, then that kind of erases the point of the original uh, comic.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, so that so already I'm mad about this, right? So already I'm like, oh my god, they they it's' because the first thing they do in Doomsday Clock is show you that that did not work. They show you that it was a that eventually it collapsed and it was a huge fucking failure, thanks to Rorschach's journal, but also because uh, they they this story interrogates the idea, and um because this guy is a guy who, Jeff uh, Johns, he's a superhero comics guy, so he looks at a plan like. Uh, Ozymandias says he's like, Well, of course, that wouldn't fucking work. It's a supervillain plan. Why would a supervillain plan work? Those never work. So, I mean, that's at least how I'm. Uh, this is me, like, editorializing here. I think that's I can definitely his view see that. of a comic like Watchmen. I mean,
1: yeah. But because somebody who, he has who, Lex
0: Luthor say as much later on.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Somebody whose mindset is Cape Comics good versus bad, you know, evil, mm-hmm. whatever. Well,
0: yeah, well, is, Ozymandias is bad. Yeah, so.
1: bad. He kills three million people, and I'm not going to disagree with him about that, but I feel like that misses the point of, mm-hmm. well, you could have um, a nuclear holocaust between the U.S. and Russia and destroy the world, or you could kill three million people in, yeah. you know. Which, you
0: know, gets into the whole question about utilitarianism, and yeah. again, that's just us talking about how Watchmen is good. Yeah, so that's something about Again, Jeff me Johns. being
1: like, you can't take yeah. it out of the Cold yeah. War. something
0: something that something that i will say about jeff jones and i I would like to say that some of the comics that he has written are some of my absolute favorites ever Mm -hmm. because the thing that he is the best at is being the ultimate 14 year old which is something that i talked about off mic Mm. um he's the ultimate 14 year old and he's perfect at smashing uh action figures together he's got the best ideas when it comes to a cool thing that i want to see a good artist draw on the page He's so bad at mystery and he's so bad at like intrigue and like dense plotting. And if there's more than a certain amount of characters, everything falls apart. But when it comes to he was handed Green Lantern, a franchise that was not doing well, something that people just did not remember, including me, a huge comics fan. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you guys are fucking idiots there should be different color lanterns and they should all have different emotions. And everyone's like, that's genius. Why didn't we ever think of that? And he's like, no, no, no. And, and the red guys, they should be angry and the orange ones, they should be greedy. And the, the blue ones, they're like a power up. And it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is a little insane, but I like it. It's a, it's an idea that is so, you know, when you ask a five-year-old, uh oh this character's green lantern and someone then the the five year old being a shit is gonna be like, well what about the purple lantern? And now you have an answer for that. Yeah.
1: And and anyone can be a lantern. Um, a cat can be a lantern. Anyone
0: can be a lantern. A cat can be a red lantern. And it's like, you know, it's all that stuff is great. That's the sort of thing that he is very, very good at. Mm. Um On the other hand, this story is not like that at all. Yeah. Because if you're writing a sequel to Watchmen that copies the structure, then it's supposed to be a a, a mystery with a bunch of flashbacks, something that takes place through time. And it's also trying to be a comic event that changes things and resets continuity and has big implications and there's big superhero battles. And none of those things really fit together well. Uh, If it were a clock, it would would not work. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, If it was a clock, it
1: it would be 13 o'clock it, would, um, be it would be 13 o'clock but
0: you see yeah so you start this uh, you start this thing and um, and uh, you see that Ozymandias' plan didn't work mm-hmm. but he's working on another plan to fix his world to try to kind of like uh, you know a new plan for world peace because it's not like the Cold War started up again it's like oh new problems are happening and there's riots and there's still war and tensions are ramping up and all that um. Uh. So.
1: Yeah, this takes place um a yeah. couple years after also in like 1992.
0: Right. 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 So, uh. A ca- a mysterious character that uh is taking up the mantle of Rorschach, mm-hmm. plus uh two mime themed characters or marionette and mime mm-hmm. or marionette and something. Yeah, marionette it's marionette and, and, and mime. mime, mime. Marionette and mime, uh, two characters with like. Like gesture-themed powers, uh, kind of interesting. And I, They would be good in a regular Cave comic, but they're pretty bad in this. Um, and uh, uh, they they go with Ozymandias and Bubastus too, who I well they, to in they don't the intro. go.
1: They're kind of like yeah. coerced. They're kind of
0: taken, taken. coerced into um, into traveling to the universe, following Doctor Manhattan, like by following his his particles or whatever, to the universe that he went to. Because Adrian is going to try and convince him to, you know, save the world. He's going to try and convince him to care. Uh, And he has this grand plan. And that's when, you know, they kind of split up to investigate. And they're investigating the DC Universe. And they have some funny snide comments about the DC Universe, about how fucked up it is. Yeah. Uh, Like... uh, ozymandias sees all these superheroes like oh my god this is a million times worse than our superhero problem was at the time when they got outlawed yeah
1: he's like there's a bazillion of them and and they all actually have powers
0: it's like how could it's like the dr manhattan problem times a million how how does anyone keep track of this shit Mm
1: -hmm. um so and yeah so there's actually riots ramping up about um the number of superheroes especially in america um, because mm-hmm. there's this Superman theory that they're all created by the government, which is not entirely wrong. Um, no, I think as that we that's know, actually as something. Readers.
0: Yeah, I wish. Oh, I wish that that plot got to be used in a different story. Because yeah. I think that if you brought in some of the other stuff from the DC universe, like Cadmus, which is or Checkmate, which were like government superhero government like superhero super villain like basically seal teams that used to do dirty work mm-hmm. like that stuff is like a perfect like public scandal waiting to happen if you wanted to do a political yeah, entry, I thought it was drama good. story with superheroes i think you could do a lot with it but it's just kind of wasted here because there's too much magic and watch and crossover they, they put so do.
1: much effort into it too like um yeah they did um you, you know in in the original comic what, there's supplemental material that looks like uh magazine mm-hmm. excerpts and stuff like that at the end of every comic And they do that with the Superman uh, theory. They've got like spreads of magazine infographics and they actually are quite well made about, um, oh, these are like a bunch of the ones in the United States compared to how many are in Russia and how many are in Africa and and, like all that. Um, And like, I thought that was actually a really good idea. And I was actually enjoying that part of the comic, except for the fact that, they had the Watchmen, um, characters involved.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Fucking mess.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was absolutely a mess. Um, so, um, moving on from that, um, what, what kind of happens is, um, so they're trying to find Dr. Manhattan, um, the comedian is alive because for some reason, did, is it ever explained why Dr. Manhattan brings him to this galaxy universe with oh, him
0: I can't be Watchmen without the comedian yeah or uh you know it's comedian it's isn't not even a alive good for the
1: original comic he he's killed like on the first page he's only there in fa- he's flashback a, he's
0: a very uh laura palmer figure it's yeah. his death is extremely important to the show yeah to the to the you know comic
1: but then instead they bring him back so that he can be kind of a he's not a villain really he's just he's kind of after um. Uh, Rorschach, fake Rorschach. Um. Even though, as we said, this Rorschach is not the real Rorschach because Rorschach is actually dead. He got disintegrated. Happy about
0: that. I mean, like, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna bother to respect a, a, a character's death, I really want don't want to see Rorschach running around going. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I was reconstituted from the blood on the snow I, by Doctor powers.
1: This Rorschach acted too much like the old Rorschach, though. Yeah. Um, when he was he based wearing the persona-
0: mask. Well, he's like a fan. He's based, on, he's based his personality on someone he's never met based on notes that his dad wrote.
1: Yeah, you're right, actually. I, I understand that, actually. Um, yeah, so this this kid's name is Reggie. Um, his dad was the psychologist working with Rorschach in prison. Um, and he's taken up the mantle of Rorschach because he, he was misled into believing that um, his father became friends with him. Um, Before his parents were killed um, in the giant squid uh, teleportation. Um, And he was right outside the the blast radius, I guess. Um, So he he went nuts and ended up becoming Rorschach. Um, So that's our Rorschach for the story. So yeah, Comedian's back. Rorschach is there. Ozymandias um, has dragged him along by lying and saying he has cancer and he regrets everything. Um, We've got Marionette and Mime. And Dr. Manhattan is there. Um, and we have Batman actually plays. Um, he's actually gets pretty close to them. Like in in terms of like yeah. all the other superheroes are kind of far away during most of the story. Um, in
0: terms of the usage of actual DC superheroes, I'd say that it, it kind of goes all over the place in terms of how well they're used. Mm. Batman gets used about how you expect Batman to be used. Uh, him throwing Rorschach into arkham because he's obviously insane is extremely funny that was hilarious but 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 it's very annoying for the story because it halts progress for a while
1: yeah um Um, though it does um he does end up taking saturn girl with him out of arkham mm -hmm. And she was yes. really fucking creepy to me at first. Then I'm like, oh, she's yeah. she's just from the future. <laughs> she, she's Seb, actually I think like that
0: it. you would enjoy losing an afternoon reading uh, the Wikipedia pages of Legion of Superheroes characters. The, okay. the, those characters, the superheroes from the from the 30th century. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of good Legion comics to recommend, but they are some of the most inventive, creative characters that have ever come out of Cape Comics. Because uh, if I, my if memory serves, 30 of them were designed at once. Which meant that you couldn't just have wow. the strong guy, the fast guy, uh, the smart guy. They did, they re- did those three, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta have twenty-seven other ones." <laughs>
1: um, that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's there, um, and then we get um, a guy who is not a lantern, but remembers. So, in this universe, Manhattan has kind of changed the timeline. So he, he. Um, prevented um alan alan who's the green lantern he prevented from being a green lantern
0: um alan scott the original green lantern from the 40s yeah the unfortunate problem that this has is one that a lot of dc comics events have which is that the end of it resolves around changing the canon or history to keep a timeline consistent yes so Superman's around 30 years old, but he's been around 30 years old for 75 years. Yes. So they keep having to mess with ways to fix that, which with different events or, uh, you know, time travel, weird yeah, things and they, universe resets. They try
1: to explain that. And so... I actually...
0: I don't hate the way I, they explain I, I it in this story, it, but, but I, I just don't wish Dr. Manhattan... I wish Dr. Exactly. Manhattan wasn't fucking involved. Because so, why does he have to be involved in this? It, That's it like, ends
1: up that... It sucks. It's Dr. Manhattan's fault that the that Superman happens um, because so oh. so what he finds out because he keeps trying to change the timeline so that he doesn't get killed by Superman or the um, universe doesn't stop existing um, because he, he of course he can see it in the future but he's not sure what happens he thinks Superman either kills him or he destroys everything because he stops being able to see um, so he's trying to change it so that Superman does not kill him so he tries to um what is it league of superheroes that he's trying to make yeah um
0: uh oh he's oh god i don't remember what it's actually called but it's the nation of conduct is um uh basically black adam runs it like a benevolent dictator it's, oh no it's an i'm talking about um, alan
1: alan scott's thing
0: Oh, Alan Scott, the JSA. Sorry, yeah, the I'm J- getting I'm getting my uh st- st- oh, See, there's too much shit going on yeah, in me. There, yeah, there's so much because Black um, Adam's like, yes.
1: come to my country that I just stole land out of the Arabian Peninsula palin- for. Um, well, he
0: basically was like he did the thing that the CIA does except he stayed there and and bothered to try and make sure it worked out. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> um yeah, so uh, Dr. Manhattan yeah.
1: tries to prevent that from happening, so Superman wouldn't hear about him, I guess. Um, and then he just keeps shifting Superman's existence forward in time. And then he's like, oh, I like that they
0: keep showing the rocket arriving later and later yeah. in time. Like, OK, it's the it's the you know, it's 1931, the rocket or the rocket lands in Kansas. Mm. And it's like, actually, it's 1950. And the rocket lands in Kansas. It's uh, it's 1975. The rocket lands in Kansas. Yeah. Like it's, every, every time. It's they've 1998. Had to reboot Superman.
1: <laughs> the rocket lands um, in Kansas. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he figures out, oh, This universe is actually a metaverse, and it's revolving around Superman, and no matter what I do, it reconfigures itself around Superman, which I actually thought was kind of neat. Yeah,
0: I do. This is the kind of thing that I think, in general, DC Comics stories can do quite well, which is like the weird metafiction cosmology of it. And Mm. some of my favorite Cape Comics stories are stories about that sort of thing by Grant Morrison, who wrote All-Star Superman, which we did our own episode on a while ago. Um, however, I don't think that Jeff Johns is necessarily cut out for this sort of thing. No, uh, he because totally,
1: <laughs> he mixes every, he gets everything so mixed up, and it mm. is not an easy read in the last few issues, especially Absolutely because he's not. using Doctor Manhattan's passive speech so much like right. they do it in the original watchman oh, but it, they don't they do, do it that much too much here he's it, well and like he
0: has a he has one issue all to himself where you get inside his head and learn all that yeah but they do it like they blend it with a bunch of other narrators mm-hmm. in this comic and it doesn't work
1: yeah he's like um, it is this time and this is happening it is this time and it, and it goes on forever and ever and i'm like please mm. stop and just tell it tell right. it to me straight like please um i should say and then another um, thing Sorry. No, keep going. Keep going.
0: I want you to. I oh, want you to be able to talk during this too.
1: Um, no, I was gonna move on to something else. Uh, that he did, like the intrigue part. Yeah. So icky. So,
0: um, yeah. There's a there's a lot going on there with um, with the Doctor Manhattan universe rese- resetting. With the Doctor Manhattan universe resetting stuff. Mm-hmm. There's that's that's already too much going on, and um, then you have the. Uh, then you have the like the the intrigue of the mystery like the 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 political stuff of like creating a nation of superheroes because superheroes are being persecuted unfairly which is funny because they all have superpowers that can kill everyone Mm -hmm. it's it's the kind of messy metaphor that uh, x-men deals with every single issue except uh on a giant scale that is completely unnecessary and um on top of that you have batman rorschach ozymandias uh well, that Batman, Rorschach, uh, and a couple of other characters trying to figure out uh, a conspiracy that is going on revolving around that sort of heightening of tensions and the government-created superheroes. And something that I actually really liked is how Firestorm is involved in all of this. Yeah, because I hadn't Firestorm heard Because Firestorm is a cool character, and yeah, he's like, you know, he his abilities are basically like, oh, uh, he can mess with the chemical compositions of things, but he can't, you know, like create matter out of thin air or anything like Dr. Manhattan can do all this bullshit mm-hmm. um, but he can like he can go you know uh, I will you know I'll change the I'll change the water into gelatin or whatever I'll, or I'll or I'll uh, change this bullet that this guy's shooting at me into sugar so I don't have to worry yeah, about it I'll or like, accidentally turn all these like people that.
1: into gla- glass which is something that happens yeah. yeah, which I thought but he's able to I liked that bit like as his own character arc um, mm-hmm. of course not in this comic but it worked right Sort of right. It would have worked.
0: It would have worked. It could have it worked. Could a have lot of the worked. things in this comic could have worked if they were in a different story and not mashed up with. Watch yeah, Man and or this not is only twelve issues. DC.
1: So much happens in twelve issues, especially right. in the last four. Um, mm. It's it's just so much at once. Um, and then meanwhile, you have this other. Um, they're trying to do a curse of the black freighter but it it doesn't work so it's in the- I actually
0: kind of liked that bit. I don't it doesn't work. You're right. It definitely doesn't work, but I do enjoy it. This I like that they were this,
1: trying um, to do it, but it-
0: it's a it's a noir movie. It's a fake black yes. and white noir movie like a 30s 40s style that uh uh one of the important characters is watching on TV in a retirement home. Mm-hmm. It's like and I like that it's uh you know, it's it's someone pulling a setup. Uh it's actually something that I think would have been more at home in the original Watchmen than it is here because it's yes. about somebody who's been right in front of you the whole time pulling a, pulling a secret plan and then removing themselves from it but to like frame someone for a double murder. The thing
1: for me is they, they tend to repeat the same part of the story over and Absolutely. over. And that, I'm just like, okay. Well, they do that
0: in the main comic too.
1: Yeah, it, but it felt less like it was shoved in there to be like, hey, you haven't figured it out yet, have you? Hmm um that's how it kind of felt to me in this comic um because it's like hey are you, are you thinking about this right now are, are you thinking about who did it are are you are you wondering that you know it, it was just kind of annoying to me after a while even though i did appreciate that they were trying to get one of those things in um mm. like curse of the Bra- like like i mean obviously he read the original Watchmen. like he he understood that <laughs> yeah. um yeah <laughs> He understood that that was a narrative tool in the original they Watchmen, and he was trying everything. to recreate it, yeah. Um, it's not like he he was just like, oh, yeah, I know those characters, and then just tried to write them. Like, he did understand—I th- I think he understood what Watchmen was, but he just can't do it. Um, he can't, Jeff replicate. Just he's not, can't He's not no. the
0: kind of master that— Uh, alan moore and dave gibbons are and that's okay not everyone's like that i'm certainly not like that yeah i could if you asked me to write the next watchman i could not do it because (laughs) that's not something that i would say i have the strength to do
1: yeah no same um and then um then they try to get in on the marionette mime and try to make you feel bad for them and i'm i don't care about them like please go away and mm. they're kind of their own joker characters I guess from but from watchmen and they kind of f- try to fall in with the joker a little bit um and then yeah. fake Roshek kills Joker um <laughs> so that's a thing um
0: I don't think he kills him does he
1: I swear like I mean he doesn't come back he gets punched out and then right? he doesn't come back so I was just kind of assuming I don't think he kills him um <laughs> i mean the the world gets reset the joker, anyway, al- so. the joker
0: always weel- weasels his way out of it oh yeah i mean um, i
1: mean even if it's the world getting reset like he whether he's true. dead or not he's he comes back um so um oh and then of course so going back to the tv show it ends up Mandy has planned this whole superman theory thing to begin with um mm. the, so, like yeah, oh all
0: those superheroes were created by the government and he's trying to turn people against the government and against superheroes and uh to get them to leave in exile but he's basically just trying to cause a big distraction and lead all these crazy powerful superheroes to Dr. Manhattan to cause a conflict.
1: Yeah. Um, which He's I like don't understand. To, yeah. Like he he explained. You don't it, understand it because it's stupid.
0: It's stupid as hell. Yeah. it's stupid as hell, and it doesn't make any sense. It's a bad plan, and it only works because this is an event comic, and eventually every superhero is going to have to be drawn on one page. Yeah, and they're all. And I'm in like, a big I'm also scene. like,
1: you just got to this universe. How did you have time to do that? Like the Superman it's theory so was happening work. as they got there. He was reading it in the paper when they got there, and.
0: Right. He made so it. Something that I think, something that I think could have been like. Let's. In, I'm. I'm not trying. Going to try not to do this too much, right? But my pitch for a good version of this story involves. Uh, I mean, Luthor's in this story sparingly, which is kind of a shame because I think Luthor is one of the best. Um, he was
1: working pretty well. DC Comics in, characters in the, that is there in the comic, like
0: yeah, he's he's done well when he's there. But I think that in a different story, he could be one of the major focuses of this kind of thing mm-hmm. because causing an international incident to cause people to turn against superheroes is the 100% Lois lane is right. That is the exact kind of thing that he would do. And it's like, he's someone who has the resources to start something like that. And let's say it gets out of hand and maybe he uh, like only starts it, but he doesn't like continue to funnel it with resources and things like that. then it turns out to be half real with like firestorm and other heroes getting actually created in a lab, like killer frost and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you can do things with these characters it's just the wrong place, wrong time. Uh, Watchmen characters don't fit in. And when they do show up, it feels forced. And this- Towards the end, they kind of take story, a back seat too. Yeah. This whole story builds up to a big conflict between Superman and Dr. Manhattan. And the only, one of the only moments that I like out of that is the idea that Dr. Manhattan's like, I can't see beyond this moment, which means that either he kills me or I destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a, a good like tension-building thing. Uh, and then at the end, you get to that moment, and it finds out, and you find out that what the reason he can't see beyond that moment is because Superman basically convinces him to use all his power to undo everything.
1: Yeah, and then, so then he recreates like, this universe, and yeah. it's his fault that the entire. Uh, DC metaverse exists he's like oh here's the 1932 one and here's the new 52 and you know Mm -hmm. here's earth 1985 um like Mm -hmm. like
0: yes that's fine that's it's it's not great but it's fine and it's just annoying that you took so long to get to this stupid conclusion
1: yeah um and then there ends Um, up uh there's
0: (laughs) the stupid kid
1: the stupid kid so there's a kid um who is uh marionette and mimes child but he ends up taking the the child Mm -hmm. for some basically
0: possessing the child
1: (laughs) yes he he takes the child to go like halfway raise him till he's like i don't know six or seven i guess um Mm. and like he brings him to mars he brings him wherever um and then he has used up his powers at this point and i guess kind of goes into the kid because the kid ends up having like the little adam symbol on his forehead. This kid looks really creepy by the way. I don't really know like it wasn't just the symbol on his forehead. I don't know, it was just the way he was drawn. Um and he goes up to um you know the house uh what what's their face's house in the regular universe. Um and and they um take him in. They're like, "What's your name?" And he goes, "Oh, uh, John calls me Clark." He named the kid after mm, fucking yeah. Superman because I-, I guess Manhattan was so inspired by Superman and how much hope he he brought. And wow, he's so right. cool.
0: This is a bad version of the uh, of what they do through the entire story of All Star Superman. And granted, this is what I like about Superman is the kind of like hope and stuff that he inspires. But having him be like. Uh, it's it's the same version of a thing that they do in the Watchmen 2019 TV show I want, which is I, I, which I don't like, which is like, oh, Dr. Manhattan, you know, he could have saved the world, but peop- he just didn't find anyone he liked enough. Like, he, yeah. yeah, he had two wives that he cared about, but uh, he didn't. Maybe if he found someone better in the 2019 show. Yeah, if show somebody is, just well, inspired
1: uh, him enough. In the
0: 2019 show, it's he didn't meet a nice enough cop, and in this one, it's well, he didn't meet Superman, and it's like this is—it's just a very silly way to end things. But before we um, go into kind of like uh, uh, any sort of further scathing criticisms, I wanted to ask: Was there anything, any moment, or or anything that you liked about this? Something that stuck Um, out to you? Character interaction or anything? Is very cute. Oh yeah, and I would have a plushie
1: of her. Um, Mm -hmm. I did like. I... I like the glowing eyes. Yeah, um, so Bubastus 2, um, Ozymandias recreated Bubastus, of course she gets disintegrated, um, in the original comic, um, uh, in order to track, uh, John down, um, because they were disintegrated at the same time, um, so apparently she has, like, some kind of trace molecules from him, um, so I liked how he was just kind of like coddling her the entire time. Mm-hmm. He gets like put in the hospital and immediately he gets out, he's like, Where's my cat? Um which like sometimes I'm I'm like on the border where it's like, Oh, he either really actually cares about the cat or it's just because he's trying to find John. But he, he seems to really actually like the cat. Like, I don't know, Bubastis is very cute. Um hmm. I did like, even though the whole like fight with Doctor Manhattan wasn't actually like something that I was really fond of because it was stupid. I thought it was cool that the Atom was actually able to destroy him momentarily, because you know, mm. I get what is, what is his power exactly? He destroys atoms. He splits atoms.
0: Yeah. So, um, so this is uh, we're talking about. Uh, were we talking about Captain Atom or Firestorm. I'm sorry, Captain I Adam. zoned out for a second. So, uh, Captain Atom is the character that dr manhattan was based off of
1: oh okay uh
0: in uh, in the original Watchmen, so he think of him as having a slightly as having a nerfed version of dr manhattan's powers where he can do shit with atoms okay so um so he basically de- disintegrates people mm-hmm.
1: and he, he does that to
0: yeah he he does that to fucking manhattan and manhattan's like this is literally the first thing i ever did was put myself back together after something did that to me
1: yeah and then immediately he just comes back and he's like a circulatory system again. He's like, huh.
0: I liked it. Yeah, yeah. no, th- I actually I like, oh, liked I that. that. That was a
1: clever thing to to bring him mm-hmm. in there and, and be like, oh, he can actually destroy Dr. Manhattan, but only for like 30 seconds. Um, And then I did also like Batman leaving Rorschach at- um, In Arkham. Yeah, uh, Arkham. Oh, and I liked um, Reggie's relationship with Mothman, uh, Byron. Um, yeah. I thought- their relationship together was actually really nice, like a really nice uh, father figure, son figure kind of thing going on. Mm. Um,
0: There are some, uh, there are some images that I have to wonder if they were uh, uh, script directions or if they were added by, um, uh, they were added by uh, Gary Franklin. If he had decided to do, do them in a certain way or if they were script directions. And one of them is, uh, mothman uh, going they told me I couldn't fly but I know the truth I can fly and he like takes a step over like an edge of a building yeah and you then, think like, he's crazy he, like kind of fl- <laughs> he flares out his like what is it bed sheets or robes yeah or something it's in bed such sheets a way he, that they cobble together it's great that's a great image mm-hmm. that's one of one he's of the also images I really you like
1: yes <laughs> and he gets caught and put back into the mental institute and but he's he, just well, fine he, like, about he it he
0: doesn't try and like burn down the city or anything he goes across the street to get like a burger and a cup of coffee yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a good moment
1: yeah and he keeps doing it too and they just put him back <laughs> yeah. and he's like okay that's fine mm-hmm. you think they'd take away Ar- his arkham veggies?
0: is u- arkham is used to revolving door uh, uh people yeah Revolving door criminals, yeah. Um, or revolving door patients, I guess. Uh, and um, I, I got to say that my two of the things I posted in a uh, in in the in our little Discord where we talk about this sort of thing. Um, one of them was. When Ozymandias meets Luthor, Luthor hears about his plan because Ozymandias is like, "Oh, this is the smartest guy on this planet, mm-hmm. so I'm going to talk to him and tell him what I did on my world." And Luthor is like, "Are you fucking serious? That's the stupidest plan I've ever heard." <laughs> he like lists four to five reasons why it wouldn't work or didn't work mm-hmm. immediately. It's like the first thing he does. Now, Luthor is one of my favorite characters, so of course I'm biased. But this was just a really funny thing to a guy who's had a million failed supervillain plans to immediately pick apart this like Doomsday Squid thing. And just go oh my god that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard i can't believe yeah you, and you he also that. thinks
1: that ozymandias is crazy <laughs> yeah. at first
0: yeah which is, is oh, again great great moment yeah the fish um, out of
1: water stuff is actually kind of fun especially when um yeah. mime and marionette marionette don't know who the joker is and they just fucking everyone's like are you fucking everyone. kidding me what do yeah. you mean
0: you don't know who the joker is also
1: uh, going just one nitpick about them mm-hmm. how if if superpowers aren't really real except for Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen universe, how does MIME have all those invisible That's... weapons?
0: Look, that's a great question. If I knew the answer, I would let you know. I don't think they explain it accurately. I thought it was going to be in one of the, like the little extra materials things. Yeah, I uh, thought it was going to be like one of those, not, like, oh, it was a
1: government thing and they got camouflage because they've got some weird advanced see, things because of Dr. Manhattan.
0: That'd be kind of cool. Whatever. You could say that. You could say that if you want, but I think you don't need to. I think that if they did it wasn't explain that it, I would probably be mad. I would probably be madder at the explanation than I am about a lack of one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I'm being it honest. It was a nitpick.
0: Uh before I uh, give my closing gripes, I would like to say that another image I really liked is a uh, new Rorschach kind of beating the shit out of uh the joker mm-hmm. who has just, or holding on to the joker who has just been shot by the comedian. First of all, having the joker shoot the comedian having the comedian shoot the joker mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that would be pitched in sentence number two for me. If you told me that there was going to be a, uh, a crossover between the Watchmen characters and the DC characters, yeah. I'm like, well, the comedian, the Joker, they have uh, names that are both focused around comedy. And also I think that the comedian should shoot the Joker. <laughs> like that <laughs> would be like sen- sentence number two. It's like the first thing would be, uh, uh first thing would be, um, d- uh, Superman punches Dr. Manhattan. Second thing is the comedian should shoot
1: the joke. Yeah. Oh, and, you, uh, like, you notice, um, listeners, we haven't actually, we said comedian was back. But we didn't we really did say, talk about him that much.
0: He doesn't do anything. He doesn't anything, do anything. So he shows not... <laughs> up sometimes
1: to scare people and then they kill him again. Well, She's no, the they, they send him back to, um, I guess, Lex Luthor has like some kind of tran- transmute, like trans galaxy <laughs> universe, right? Um, mm-hmm. And sends him back to his regular universe at the moment he gets thrown out the window and he just splats again on the ground.
0: Yeah, it's very, very interesting, yeah. cute kind of thing. But um, uh, it's kind of a waste to have him in there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, during absolutely. the scene, uh, the Joker dips his finger in his own blood and draws a little smile on it in was, blood on Rorschach's funny, mask. Okay. Great, great image. Yeah, Love like that. that. Anyway, that's about all the good things I have to say about Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Uh, this this, this uh, event comic was uh, fucking stupid. Although I must say... Not even close to the worst Cape comic event I have read. Uh, that will have to be another hazardous Materials, another time okay. when I talk about Civil War 2 from Marvel or uh, Avengers vs. X-Men, both of which are maybe the dumbest fucking things I've ever yeah. dedicated my time to reading. Yeah. Overall, um, I
1: I hated this less than what I saw of the HBO Watchmen. Uh, I, yeah. I had more things that I enjoyed about it, and in fact, in the first, like six or seven issues i was actually kind of like yeah this isn't so bad like i i don't like that it happened it didn't need to it was pointless this is not
0: worth your time or money but it's an interesting curiosity yeah
1: i mean the first eight issues are free on comiXology if you have that
0: absolutely um so if you're curious Um,
1: read it don't pay for the last four
0: read it on your phone at work if you have a job that lets you do one of those things um, and uh, then you can you can get to issue eight and tap out, which is something that both of us should have done.
1: Yes. Um, I <laughs> was not required to read them, but I was actually compelled enough by like, oh, what is actually happening that I made the yeah. foolish mistake of reading the rest um, and staying up till 4 a.m.
0: But Seb, thank you so much for being on this with me. Yes. Uh, listeners, this was your bonus watch month episode and we thank you for voting in our polls we thank you for listening to our show we would love it if you would tell a friend about the show tell a friend about the um, uh, tell a friend about the show or just uh, uh, send someone over to our uh, email if they want their own episode or our patreon if they want their own episode that's please uh, don't cast is, at
1: gmail.com
0: that's right and that is please don't cast at gmail.com and uh, patreon.com slash please don't cast Uh, for these polls, which you don't need to be a patron to vote in. And we'll have another one up very, very soon. So we'll see you next time. Uh, I don't have a good sign off for this because this comic ends in the stupidest way I can think of. So we're just going to say we'll see you next time with a better comic.
1: Yeah, John calls us Clark. (laughs)
0: All right. That's enough of that.